Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Hillary Kerr, the host of Who, What, Where with Hillary Kerr, your direct line to the designers, stylists, beauty experts, editors, and tastemakers who are shaping the ever-evolving world of fashion. I promise the podcast is so fun. In fact, here's a peek. I still have so many questions about your relationship with Justin Bieber. I'm not trying to upset anyone, but sporty sunglasses are really the moment. Today, we are here to talk about one thing, the Met Gala. One day I walked into Beyonce's house and she's like, hey, I didn't know you were here, so I want to shoot this thing. Fashion's not about rules, and I I think the most exciting moments are when people do what they want. You can listen to Who, What, Where with Hilary Kerr every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast. I'm Jill Dunn, and I'm here with my co-host, Carlene Higgins. We are two beauty editors turned beauty podcasters, bringing you the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty every single Wednesday. Hello, everyone. Welcome to December. I hope everyone is rocking into big holiday month with their eggnogs on and their holiday sweaters on. I mean, let's do this. Let's have some fun. I, I I am ready for some fun. And, you know, we've got <laughs> holidays on the brain, but today's episode is all about what's happening, you know, on your face. And this is the season that I like to call, it's kind of like shrink and scaly season. It's like my skin just shrivels up and it gets all scaly and dry and we ooh, just don't want that. Ooh. It's not a vibe, you know? So we need all the help we can get. And today's guest is just an incredible expert in the space and that is Kate Somerville. She's here to help us transition our skincare routine for winter. So excited to have sat down with Kate live and in person when we were in L.A., mm -hmm. the celebrity esthetician. She's tended to the faces of Meghan Markle, Demi Moore, Kate Hudson. I mean, countless others, really. She's just been such a huge name in Hollywood circles for so long. And she has a very popular, very efficacious skincare line inspired by her skin health clinic on Melrose in Los Angeles as well. So many of you may be familiar with Kate Somerville Exfolicate, intensive exfoliating treatment. It's around $100 in US, $125 in Canada. And it's a salicylic acid and lactic acid superfacial 
treatment scrub. So it has exfoliating papaya, pumpkin, and pineapple enzymes in there. And so it's kind of giving you that one-two exfoliating punch. Um, There's chemical and physical exfoliation in one. Yeah. So this is one of those treatments you're going to use once or twice a week. I know it's green. It's I think it's from aloe vera. It's meant to be safe for sensitive skin types as well. But I think what makes it really famous is that it's meant to improve texture and tone in two minutes. So you leave it on for two minutes and boom, it's like you get those instant results. And they're just frankly, are not a lot of beauty products out there that give you those dramatic results in two minutes. I think that's why this is one of those iconic products that have really stood the test of time. You've tried it, right? Oh, gosh, yeah. Like, I always have it in my shower. I use it more in the summer, especially when I need pore tightening after wearing a lot of sunscreen and things like that. It's just, I find it gives you a really good result, but your skin's never red. Yeah. How incredible was it for us to visit Skin Health Clinic on Melrose, though? I mean, as beauty editors, I just feel like that was a dream come true. Mm -hmm. Partially because the facial, I mean, yes, to the neck and shoulder massage was so amazing. It's beautiful in there, you know, the crystal chandeliers. But it's just such a iconic spot steeped in Hollywood history. Like there's a whole story behind celebrities who have lived there. You guys are going to hear about it in today's episode. I love those little details. I felt like I was kind of going to like a skincare speakeasy or something. Like you knock on the door. Yeah. And you're like, Is this or like the a right museum? Place? Of course, Kate is going to fill us in on all of that. And she is such an esteemed esthetician and entrepreneur. But many of you may not know much deeper story behind Kate's brand. And Mm. Kate herself has had sort of a troubled childhood growing up. She had to defy a lot of odds, frankly, to become the massive success story that she is today. Yeah. So a bit of a trigger warning in today's episode, we're going to be discussing matters around addiction This is a good news story, though. Kate is giving back with her brand. As of last year, Kate Somerville Skincare began this long-term partnership with Foster Nation. So they're pledging $100,000 to the organization annually. And that really helps to empower foster youth that are aging out of the system. This is sort of like this invisible group that gets missed. And so she's really leaning into their career development through like mentorship and leadership programs. Like it's awesome. She's just, I just love this aspect to her business. It's so personal and so incredibly needed. Very powerful. And she does a whole scholarship component as well, where they also award five recipients per year, $10,000 scholarships for the opportunity to attend aesthetic school to pursue careers as licensed esthetician. Yeah. And I think it's like, this is the industry that saved her and she mm-hmm. can she sees it as having so much opportunity for others as well. So mm-hmm. Kate's going to tell us all about this awesome initiative today along with personal details on who her mentor was, who that person was that got Kate on the right path. Plus, we're going to hit you with those winter skin lessons everybody's looking for straight from the skin guru herself, like how she's personally managing her eczema. So I think a lot of people will find that really useful. Also, some real talk on why she's not a microdermabrasion fan. I literally hadn't heard that from a facialist before. So she gave us some really interesting food for thought. And why she believes that lasers are hands down better money spent than chemical peels. So much to unravel in today's episode. Just ahead, it's Kate Somerville.
And now a quick pause for one of today's show partners, Origins. So wow, the holidays kind of snuck up on us, hey? No worries, I'm going to drop a reco right here and now if you're still shopping. It's a holiday skincare set filled with minis that cover every step of their routine, whether it's your dad, your best friend, or you. What I love about this gift is that it's useful. Minis are the moment whenever anybody's traveling. Plus, it gives them a chance to try something new without breaking the bank. Here's a set that I would totally pack in my own TSA bag. Origins All for Youth Plant Scription Essentials to Cleanse and Plump. It's all about juicy hydration and reducing the look of those little crepey dehydration lines using plant-based ingredients. Altogether, it has a retail value of $166, but in this holiday bundle, it's $102. I live for premium products for less, you guys. Let's take a peek at what's inside. The All for Youth Essentials Kit includes a cleanser, an eye cream, and the piece de resistance, Origins Number One Serum. It's called the Plantscription Multi-Powered Youth Serum. It's going to provide a luscious layer that's going to be so good for hydration after a flight. And then the Matching Plantscription Powerful Lifting Cream. You put that over top, it's going to seal in all that moisture before their head hits the hotel pillow. And if you're not familiar with Origins, allow me to make an introduction Origins is the pioneering nature-infused skincare brand with elevated gift sets that surprise and delight everyone on your holiday shopping list. Origins creates transformative skincare with naturally derived ingredients to noticeably improve how skin looks and feels. And actually... Origins has a long history of commitment to our planet by reducing waste and caring for our natural resources. All of Origins holiday gift set cartons are plastic free, recyclable, and sourced from responsibly managed forests. For every tree harvested, new trees are planted. To date, the brand has planted over 2 million trees around the world. So you can feel good about the gifts you're giving this season from Origins. Get Origins gift sets today, available at Origins.com. Hello, Kate. Welcome to Breaking Beauty Podcast. So yesterday, Jill and I had truly divine facials at your space in Melrose Place. So beautiful. And we were obsessed with actual location because for anyone who doesn't know, it's tucked back, kind of like secret. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, you almost have to go in through a tunnel. It's near Alfred's Coffee Shop. And then you go up and you go in and it's almost this Parisian wrought iron mm-hmm. staircase but you've got this huge sign on the wall that says it's a very historic space and it's linked to some celebrities. What can you tell us about that? Well, I just got so lucky when I found this building. I was looking for space. I had just left a plastic surgeon, really prominent plastic surgeon, and it was just time for me to do my own thing. And I was so struck by Melrose Place, because I come from a small town. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up in a small town, and that street just feels small town. It's like almost like cobblestone, you know? And back then, it was really sleepy. It's so busy now. It has so many retailers on it. But the cool thing is the building was actually built by the first woman to ever win an Oscar. And so for me, that is just so special because I just feel like just being a woman in business. And I almost feel like she's like guided my whole career in a weird way. That's Um, amazing. And then 
Sean Connery, it was his home when he was here filming. So, you know, the fireplace, I'm like, only if this fireplace could talk. <laughs> oh, yeah. totally. And we still get his mail, which is so cool. <gasps> like, it's addressed to him. Oh, my god! And then Johnny Depp actually had the upstairs when I was downstairs. So Croft Alley, the little restaurant, was actually, you can't even— imagine what it was, but it was so cute. And I had three rooms to start. And then we quickly moved to eight and then 14. And then Johnny moved out and I was like, oh, that's my space. And so we moved up there. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's special. The walls, if they could talk. Oh, yeah. yeah. So whenever we speak to founders, Kate, we always ask them sort of their story, their childhood. Mm -hmm. And I know that you've shared openly your childhood and how much of a challenge it was. So maybe you can fill our listeners in if they're not as familiar with your story. Yeah. So I was, I lived in a little tiny town called Fresno Mm -hmm. in the middle of California. And both of my parents were teachers. And unfortunately, like I had a really good upbringing till about nine. And then my mom left my dad and she ended up moving back to Santa Barbara, where she was from. And she just was a partier, you know, it was the 70s. And, you know, the party just never ended for her. And she ended up being an extreme addict, Mm -hmm. um, drugs, alcohol, and ended up homeless. And so, and I was still really involved with her life. So there was a lot of turmoil, just like, you know, me thinking, okay, like this is the bottom. And then the bottom was unimaginable, like to the point where she was, you know, sitting, I would drive by and she'd be sitting on a bus station, you know, Mm -hmm. like bench, you know, just in really bad state. And I have a lot of compassion for homelessness too, because my mom was homeless and, you know, it's not a choice. Like my mom wouldn't have chosen, I think, to obviously be sick, you know, Mm -hmm. she'd want to be a good mom, but she literally, because we, I put her through rehab a few times, Mm -hmm. but she just couldn't pull herself together. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for me at one point, because I have a son and It just got so toxic that I had to cut her out of my life. But at the end, I was lucky enough that I got a call and I I got to be with her when she died. Oh, wow. So that was really amazing. And just like things that have happened to me after, because I moved back to Santa Barbara about 10, 12 years ago. And just like the healing that I've gotten, like I met the guy that— actually got her in hospice before she died. And it was just by chance that I met him. And just like really amazing things, like some healing for me. But Mm -hmm. yeah, it was a crazy childhood, Mm -hmm. you know. And I left at 15 because my dad remarried. And um, I just live with my friends. And it's it's so crazy, though, because as a kid, like, I had eczema really bad. Mm-hmm. And, like, look at what that turned into. It turned mm-hmm. into skin, mm-hmm. right? Skincare. And mm-hmm. it turned into, like, really understanding when someone has a skin issue. Yeah. Like, I can relate to them because I didn't grow up feeling good in my skin. Like, it was always itchy. It always hurt. Like, I could just look at someone and go, okay, I know where you are, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it turned into this positive. And, and like, my mom's trajectory of being homeless. So now, Kate Somerville, we're 
helping kids in foster care. So like everything bad has kind of come full circle in a Mm -hmm. weird way in my life to be like this awesome positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have so many questions. I feel like, and I guess this is related to what you're doing now with Foster Nation, but you know, I have a friend who she was one of my best friends in university and has a similar story. And she's very successful now. She's a, she's like a vice principal at a school. She's, you know, so I think she's very successful. Very. Her siblings weren't so lucky. And I'm curious, you know, breaking the cycle is the most difficult thing in the world because these memories are embedded into you and, you know, you know. Yeah. And so I'm curious what you think is the difference maker what what got you out of that into where you are today? You must get asked this all the time. Mm, was there I something do. you can yes. look back at and yep. say, yep. this was and it? That, this is why we're helping foster kids. Mm-hmm. Like it totally makes me want to cry. Sorry. That's okay. Yeah. Um, sorry. Take your time. It was a mentor. <laughs> like yeah. I literally, first off, I had really good friends around me. And my dad was also a, a really good dad, but mm-hmm. he just couldn't give me what I needed as a kid just Mm -hmm. because he started a new life and it just didn't fit with his new family. But for me, it was this one woman named Barbara Wells and she was a a mom of one of my boyfriends and she had cancer. She had stage four cancer and she survived 12 years having cancer because her husband left her and she had three kids. Wow. And one of the children actually had schizophrenia. So she kind of had to fight to stay alive for her kids because the dad wasn't around. And she took me in and at a really critical time. Like I was drinking a lot. I was partying. Mm -hmm. I was lost. I was super sad because my mom was so tumultuous Mm -hmm. and I was just lost, you know, and she took me in. I lived with her. And she was kind of like really good love, but also hard love. Like she loved me unconditionally. Like at one moment, she actually like held me and let me cry. And she was just like, I am here for you no matter what. And then like I would freak out over dumb things like a teenager would. And she and she had cancer, right? She had no hair left. She she used to be incredibly beautiful, but chemo made her really puffy. And she just looked at me one day and she goes, I just want you to know, like, your looks are not gonna carry you forever. And you have to get okay inside. And the last thing that she really said to me. She said, you know, Kate, you have a choice in what you, your life will be. And you can either make it, you know, sad and like tumultuous and continue the chaos that your mom and dad led you into, or you can take a hold and have a great life. And when you're a kid, you don't have control. So you have to kind of just survive it, right? Mm -hmm. And figure out how to survive it. But with that knowledge, and I was over 18, I was like, what do you mean I can have my own life, like in a good life? And she goes, it's your choice now. Mm -hmm. You're an adult. And I, it just hit me. I'm like, you're right. And I am not kidding you. Like that week, I changed my life. Like I was waitressing. I was doing college in Fresno. I wasn't happy in Fresno. You know, it just, 
There was a lot of baggage there for me. Mm-hmm. And my dream was always to move to the coast. I literally got in my little bug and I had this little blue bug. It, was, it had a little, it was called Tutoroo because <laughs> the license plate. And I, I drove to the coast that week. I found a place to live. I found three jobs. I was a waitress for, for seven years there. And I changed my life. And, and it took me a long time to really unfold the chaos, though. Yeah. Like, that was a journey. And it was, it was really a lot of self, like, reading books. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a book by Melody Beattie called Codependent No More mm-hmm. that saved my life. And it's so crazy because I got to meet her. She actually became oh. a client of mine. It's just, just how my life, like the crazy things like came together. But I just really said like, and there was moments where like, I knew I could go down like a a bad path Mm -hmm. or like I'd see the light and I go, no, this may be the harder path, but I'm going to stick to this, you know? And so I just tell people that are in tough situations like, you know the light, right? You know what's right and wrong. And maybe that right path will be harder and you won't know, right? And that's why, you know, when when we were looking at what social mission, I'm like, that was me, mm-hmm. right? But I didn't have, I wasn't in the foster program, but these kids are like, they've been shuffled sometimes 50 homes, So these kids have had it really Mm -hmm. tough, you know, Mm -hmm. and so we're we're here to like help them and guide them. And anybody that's interested in the beauty field that's a foster kid can actually come to our company. We mentor and we also have scholarships that we're giving. In fact, our first recipient just graduated from aesthetic school. Incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. So you were on this path. You moved in your book to the coast. You're waitressing. How did the aesthetics happen? How did that journey begin? Well, it's interesting because, you know, I was waitressing just to kind of make ends meet. But waitressing wasn't you know, my end all be all. (laughs) And I'll never forget, like, I knew I needed to leave. This one guy whistled for me to come over. And I was like, I kind of gave him part of my mind. And then my manager came over and he's like, Katie, you can't do that. And I'm like, I know, I think it's time for me to leave. And I had a really good friend that was a dermatologist and her nurses had just started doing kind of like peels in her office and, you know, doing more injectables because mm-hmm. her, she was more like medical, right? She was yeah. taking care of diseases and her aesthetic side was starting to come together, but through nurses. And she goes, I think you should do this. And so I went back to aesthetic school. It took me three months. I put a business plan together with my best friend. She was an international business major, so she knew how to do that. And I literally was armed with this awesome plan. Mm -hmm. And I just started calling the doctors in my area. And it was scary, though, you guys, Mm -hmm. like, because doctors at that point didn't even know what an esthetician was. Like, what I was doing didn't even exist. And I found, like, everyone said yes when I went Mm. in. I don't even know why they took the meeting either, because (laughs) somehow I got through to the actual doctor and made an appointment. And I opened my first office, and 
it was just successful. And I'm so lucky too, because the doctors saw my tenacity mm-hmm. and they let me into the OR. Mm. Then they started giving me more responsibility. Like I did all of the injectables for my doctor, did all the peels pre and post-op after facelifts and, you know, and then lasers came on the scene about three years into my career. And that's when I knew I, I wanted to start my own skincare line because a lot of the women couldn't use products. Mm-hmm. And so it like at each step of the way was like guided, mm-hmm. but it took guts, right? And yeah. that's the other thing I would say to your listeners is, You may have an idea and it may feel really paralyzingly scary, Mm -hmm. but all you have to do is make a list. Like I used to make lists all the time and they were like little detailed lists of where you want to go. And I would do like, I would always write in a journal like, okay, this is the vision that I see for my life. And most of them came true. So like if you put it out there and then do the details to get there, like you can create something amazing. I'm gonna start journaling. Yeah, as soon as I, I get am back so to inspired right okay, now. Here we go. <laughs> this episode is brought to you in part by our friends at Macy's. So I think the best part of the holidays are definitely those traditions at home with family and friends, whether that's trimming the tree building a gingerbread house, baking cookies. Sugar cookies are my favorite, by the way. Or gathering around the TV to watch a holiday film. It's also just cozy and fun. And a big holiday tradition with my group of girlfriends is like a Yankee swap, so a white elephant gift exchange. It's always got the best food and the best vibes. And because we've known each other forever, there definitely is some stealing of gifts going on. It's festive and fun and I always look forward to it every year. So no matter how you're celebrating, check out Macy's to get everything you need. So perhaps you want to turn your home into a winter wonderland with their festive decor, like a tree or wreath or decorative holiday pillows to spruce up your living room. Not to mention they have so many festive extras for your dining room table. They have these gold tone trees that are LED and they're actually glass. So you get this very warm light on your tablescape, which is really pretty. They also have classic collectibles. So hello, Santa and Rudolph, Accoutrement, and wait for it, they actually have a National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation animated flaming sleigh collectible figurine. Like, if you know, you know, iconic. Plus, Macy's has retro lights and they've got everything you need to make the perfect cocktail or mocktail for your next toast while everyone's gathered around the fireplace. Oh, and if you need a plate to leave Santa's cookies on, they've got you covered there too. So check out Macy's.com slash own your style. That's Macy's.com slash own your style. We'll link to this promo in our show notes and on our website. Now back to the show. I want to ask you about your location where you said is sort of the heart of your business, because I understand that you opened that in 2004 and just within a year, you had a long list of celebrities coming in. How did that happen? Well, so the physician that I worked for before, his name was Stephen Hofflin and he, he did everyone like the who's who, like it was Pamela Anderson, Liz Taylor, like people I can't name, you know. And so I really understood that level of dealing with that kind of level. Of, you were in it. Of clientele. It. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And when I opened Kate Somerville on Melrose Place, you know, I had maybe a handful of famous people. But what really stood out was when I opened it, 
I was doing something so different than anyone else in town or anyone else in the world, really, mm-hmm. because I had bought my first laser. And I, right when I opened, by the way, they changed the laws that I couldn't do injectables anymore, laser. Mm. But what I came down with was, okay, I'm just going to hire a nurse and I'm going to train them. And I have to say, most of my nurses are still with me 18 years later. Wow. Yeah. So most of the staff is still there. And, you know, it was, it was a fun time though, because when I started Kate Somerville, we would see a client, they'd come in the esthetician, me or somebody else that that I had hired for an esthetician, we'd prep the skin, like steam, you know, do extractions, do exfoliation, mm-hmm. exfoliate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then a nurse would come in and roll in one of our awesome lasers that were now not ablative, right? Right. So it was like a lunchtime kind of peel, but it was so incredibly result-driven. Like, you just saw a difference when you left. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then the esthetician comes back in, puts on product, does massage, and then you go home with the proper products that are really built for your skin. And so our results were just, like, people were like, you have to go to this place. Yeah. And so what ended up happening, a lot of makeup artists in the industry, like freelancers that were working on celebrities, were like, you have to see Kate. Right. And so the other thing that happened was I met the guy that was doing the Oscar bags at that moment. And Oscar Mm. bags back in the day. That was a big deal, I remember. Huge. Like, yeah. Like, it was unheard of that a brand like me, because I wasn't even a brand. I can't even say it was a brand. I, I literally pumped the products in the bottles in my kitchen for the Oscar bag. Wow. But what happened was the entire, like, the entire Oscars ended up coming to my office. Like, I got so many people, like, whether they were producers, writers, celebrities, you know, and so it just like happened. I, mm-hmm. I, I, like I felt like I was running, like from the moment I met, yeah, or, or opened, and it was just, it was an incredible time. And then what happened? The paparazzi started sitting outside my door. Oh, and so I would arm like because Paris was huge at this time mm-hmm. when I when I first opened, mm-hmm. and like Lindsay, and, yeah. This is Paris Hilton, everybody. Yeah. And um like the paparazzi just followed her. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. I just I would be like, Will you carry my bag when you go out? And she was so generous, by the way. She's such an awesome girl. I love her. Hi, Paris. <laughs> um, anyhow, she just always showed up at my events. And then kind of the world knew Kate Somerville because we were in Us Weekly. We were mm-hmm. in People every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. We talk about it all the time, that just that right idea at the right time and just everything like peaking together. Yeah, absolutely. Even your skincare line, I feel like when I really think back to when that came out, there weren't that many aesthetician-led skincare brands out, right? That's correct. Like yeah. I- so tell us about Exfolicate, because this is your best-selling product. It is, yeah. What makes it so magical? Well, 
Because it works. I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, like people are going to come back to something if it works, right? And so exfoliate. So when you come into the clinic, we would always do a cleanse, steam, and then we would do a physical scrub. So back in the day, I used to have just bases, right? So different ingredients. And then I would mix for my clients on site. And some of my products had to be actually refrigerated. So they stayed together. So I would I would do a scrub first to kind of physically lift the dead layers of skin. Mm-hmm. And then I would paint on this amazing enzyme mask that had papaya, pineapple, and pumpkin enzymes. And pumpkin is really amazing, too, because and enzymes are great because they're not too harsh, right? Mm -hmm. They lay on the top of the skin, and they're kind of like little Pac-Man, and they dissolve the dead layer of skin. And then there's a little bit of lactic acid, a little bit of salicylic. And then I put rosewood oil for the hydration and moisturization. And then I put cinnamon. And people are like, why cinnamon? Because, you know, cinnamon can be kind of spicy, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. But I wanted blood flow because you're in a treatment. You want that blood flow to the top layer. So I would paint that on, steam it on for about two minutes, and then I would rinse. So everything else that we would do would work better, right? Mm Because you get that top layer off. and Get that baby skin. Yeah. And, you know, you get that gorgeous sheen in the skin, right? That kind of glassy look. And then, so one of my clients, really famous, came in. She was going to do a movie for four months. And she's like, Kate, what can I do to keep my skin looking like this? So I just took the beads and poured it into the mask and kind of gave it to her. And she literally called me later and she was like, you have to make this a product. This should mm. be this is, this should be called Kate in a Jar. And so we named it Kate in a Jar. It just, it did really well. It was my first launch on QVC, like in retail. Yeah. And it was just such an amazing product. It just like, it just works, right? Yeah. Every time, like you can look dull, your skin could like, you can have acne scars. It's good for all skin types. And it just gives you that glow immediately. And so long story short, another company got really mad that it was in a jar. So we had to change the name. <laughs> I think I know which one. Yeah. yeah. And that was, I literally, once again, thought my whole life was over. Yeah. And so we did a contest with all the girls in the clinic and somebody came, and I don't, to this day, I do not know who came up with the name <gasps> Exfolicate. Are you listening? I know. You're going to get a prize pack. <laughs> yeah. If you pop into our reviews and tell us if you came up with the name Exfolicate, yeah. we will send you the prize pack. Exactly. You're going to get some... Good so, breaking beauty yeah. merch. <laughs> so anyhow, you know, it's funny. I, I sent an empty bottle to the CEO that was so mean about <gasps> it. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> shade. Yeah, the shade. Like, Success is your best revenge, you guys. It's not like literally in the moment it can feel devastating, but Honestly, like success is the best revenge. Oh my God. 1,000% Underscore, underscore. Mm. I have a question for you this morning. So this is a bit of a tangent. Um, Jill and I are staying at the lovely Four Seasons. The Rage Bev Will. That's the one. Mm -hmm. And so uh, pretty woman styles, I guess. Mm -hmm. I went out by the pool and I wasn't fully prepared. So I shaved with my janky razor 
And today I have a ingrown hair. So this morning I used the exfoliate mm-hmm. liquid exfoliate yes. on it. Yep. Is this a do or a don't? It's a do, actually, because you're just exfoliating. And here's the other thing I'm going to tell you. Like, literally, I shuddered when you said your janky razor. <laughs> so one of the things that I learned with that really prominent plastic surgeon is I got to work on some, like, really beautiful women that are, like, iconic And they used to shave their face. Mm -hmm. And so to this day, I shave my face at least three times a week. Yep. Only with a men's razor. I use the Gillette Mach 3 or 5, whatever it is now. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, it just gives you that stunning. Like, and I also have, like, a little mustache, Mm -hmm. too. Like, Mm -hmm. especially I'm in menopause and I'm getting whiskers. That's Mm -hmm. really fun. But I just still shave them off. And it's so much better for your skin than waxing, just so you know, because waxing pulls the top layer of skin off and it can cause pigmentation. So my thing to you is just get a really good razor. Yeah. Make sure that you use like a great slippy like a cleanser, like a cleanser. Yeah. yeah, sorry. And then afterwards, if you do get ingrowns, you can use our eradicate spot, mm-hmm. right? Uh-huh. Because what's happening is you've you've irritated that follicle and mm-hmm. it's caused inflammation. Mm-hmm. And with eradicate, eradicate actually changes our inflammation within one hour, and oh. it's going to dry it up. <laughs> This episode is brought to you in part by Nutrafol. So there's this whole debate raging on social media right now about how happy or not happy people are if they have kids or chose not to have kids. Reality check, folks, there are pros and cons to both sides. That's the wonderful enigma wrapped inside of a paradox that life is. When I had my daughter, I felt utterly fulfilled, also kind of bummed from postpartum and the hormone fluctuations. And kind of freaked out when I looked in the mirror and saw a crown of broken hairs all around my head and nobody told me that was going to happen. So I'm here to tell you that 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. It's quite common, if not normal. And if you're one of them, please know that you're not alone and that there is a solution you can try. So many of our guests have mentioned Nutrafol on our show. So it's no surprise that over 3,000 top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol as an effective solution for healthier hair. In fact, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. And that's because it's clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness. So Nutrafol works from within. It targets five root causes of thinning. That would be stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism, taking this whole body approach. And what's great is that Nutrafol actually has three different formulas to help support you regardless of what stage of life you're at. So it could be postpartum like I had or menopause. The formulas are all physician formulated using natural drug-free medical grade ingredients. And let's talk about results. In one clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. That's impressive. So if you're thinking about starting a new supplement regimen in 2023, you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code BREAKING to save $15 off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, 
free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code BREAKING. Okay, so you mentioned off the hop about eczema when you were growing up. And I know this is a medical condition, so maybe you want to see a dermatologist first. But since you've experienced it firsthand, what tips do you have for anyone listening that What's something that you've learned living with eczema? Exactly. Like, I feel like there's a difference between, there's a lot of experts and facialists and that, but the lived experience is different than studying it in a book, I think. Yeah. So honestly, eczema has been with me my whole life. Mm -hmm. It's hereditary. Okay. Mm -hmm. So my dad had it, but it also is tied to hay fever. So it's tied to your allergies. And so I spent kind of a lifetime trying to figure it out because my eczema was really bad on my body and I'm in complete remission now. Wow. And But it is a journey and it is a, it's a lifetime commitment to keep it clear. So here's what I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have to watch what I eat. So if I'm eating a lot of spaghetti, like acidic, like tomatoes, wheat, like not gluten, but wheat products, like when I did the crazy, you know, all these fad diets, the Atkins diet, Mm -hmm. my eczema went away completely because I wasn't eating wheat and sugar and bread. That was for me. Mm -hmm. So all these things you have to take into consideration. So for me, I can't wear anything. Like I can't wear wool. I can't wear things that like tags bug me. Like it has to be soft. Mm -hmm. The other thing is I have to take a bath twice a day. Wow. And because I have to soak my skin for at least 10, 15 minutes, as soon as I get out of the bath, I pat dry. I do not scrub my skin. I do not use any soaps or detergents on my skin other other than my private parts. Mm -hmm. And then immediately I put on a product called Curel. And Curel you can buy at any drugstore. And then for my face, if I'm in kind of a breakout, I have a whole line called goat's milk. Mm-hmm. And when I was young, my mom put goat's milk in my bath and my skin got better because it has natural lactose, it has proteins, and it just soothes the redness. Mm-hmm. And then I created a line called Delicate mm-hmm. that is just filled with ceramides and peptides that help with redness. So those are the two products. If you have eczema on the face, that's what I would recommend. And, you know, your stress level also is always going to be a big thing. The other thing, if you're in a really, really bad breakout, sometimes you have to use cortisones. Yeah. But here's my recommendation on cortisones. I use something called clobetasol, which is really strong. But I put it on five times a day in that area and I push it in. Like, because that medication needs to go deep. So it's how you put it on. And I only do it for five days because cortisones thin your skin. Mm -hmm. And they're not good for your body either. Like, I have some health issues because I've used so much cortisone in my life. Wow. Yeah, I, I... get staph infection really easy. And that's a known side effect like later on in your life because your your skin is not thick enough to keep bad bacteria. To be the barrier. Mm -hmm. Barrier, rather. Yes, Yes. correct. 
So those are the things that you have to watch out for, but really watch your diet. I mean, I I know that sounds, it's so hard though. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love sugar and I love pasta, but Mm -hmm. I suffer when I I do too much of it. Yeah. Okay. That's because winter is coming. Yeah. So what tips do you have for switching up your skincare routine in colder months? We want to get specific with each step. So first of all, before we get into like cleansing, what's just the approach? Like, is there one thing you can say, a way of thinking, a mindset? Yeah. So I have something called the five daily do's in my clinic and all my girls are trained on it. And it's five steps to healthy skin. Like if you look at my logo, it's Kate Somerville Skin Health Experts because we want you to have healthy skin. So number one is a great cleanser for your skin. Number two, believe it or not, is exfoliation. So Mm -hmm. exfoliate. Number three is hydration. Okay. And that is different than moisturization because number four is moisturization. Okay. And I know that sounds weird, but I'll explain. And then the last one is protect. Mm -hmm. In there, you can add a couple of steps of correction if you need correction, Mm -hmm. like if you're having acne Mm -hmm. or rosacea. But typically, I, I want my clients on those five steps. Okay. The ingredients change with different with different times of the year and different ages and because your skin changes over time. Like right. I am so much drier now than I was obviously when Same. I was a teenager. Just And I'm also perimenopausal. Mm-hmm. So I'm seeing a change. So my regimen has changed. But winter is my favorite time for skin. Okay. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Because summer, I'm kind of just like, okay, you guys are maintaining, Mm -hmm. you know, you're doing your five daily dues, but now winter, let's start turning skin cell over and get rid of the damage and start doing the work that you need to do to keep your skin looking really young and healthy because the sun isn't as close, right? So, and you're not out as much. So you're not in the sun. So if I'm exfoliating too much or I'm doing, you know, heavier treatments, you know, if it's in the summer, like the risk of them causing more damage is worse. We are so busy in the clinic because that's when we do all of our really heavy lifting and work. So for me personally, I, since I've been probably 28, I've done a heavier peel, one, one at least a year. Yeah. And the reason why I do that is because personally I'm in the sun a lot and I want to take down that layer and I want to get the damage off. And it helps me keep like skin cancers, keratosis, everything at bay. Mm -hmm. But it also keeps my skin young because when you kind of do a peel, whether it's laser or chemical, your body goes, ooh, there's an injury. I'm going to stimulate collagen. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's number one. Number two If you want to do, you want to get rid of sun damage, you want to get rid of wrinkles, you want to just keep your skin looking really fresh, add in your retinols, vitamin Cs, kind of your more aggressive treatments, maybe one day or two days more. Like Mm -hmm. we have this product called Resurfacing Peel, and it's a retinol glycolic peel. It's an overnight peel. So in the summer, I recommend maybe once every two weeks. In the winter, I recommend twice a week, right? So I have them sleep with it on, and then I have them do exfoliate in the morning Mm. because they're turning over skin cell faster. And then a lot of times we're doing heavier peels, right? So we Mm -hmm. have 
something called the moxie, which is it's like a light ablative. So it gets rid of a little bit of live tissue, Mm -hmm. but it's stimulating and it's laser. So it's stimulating collagen. And then for those people that have too much pigmentation or they have hyperpigmentation, we'll do the deeper peels, like a chemical peel. Yeah. And where you kind of peel for five five days. But I do one big one a year. And yeah. so I'm getting ready to do one actually on Monday. Clear the calendar. <laughs> Clear the yeah. calendar. <laughs> yeah. And I I mean, I'm a skincare person and yeah. I live in LA, so I don't stop working and yes. I don't stop doing things. Totally. I'm just one of those where I don't care if you look at me because yeah. I'm just advertising what I do. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's right. But so I'm going to do Morpheus, which I haven't done mm. yet. Hmm. Um, I've we, heard about this. Oh, yeah. But fill everybody in. So Morpheus is a laser treatment that tightens. It helps with texture. But like for me, I'm losing my jawline. I'm just starting to get like I have good skin, like as far as texture is mm-hmm. concerned, except I have some scars and some enlarged pores in here. But I'm hoping that I get a little tightening because I'm starting to feel like I'm melting. Like my neck is definitely showing age. The other part that's showing age is my eyelids. So Mm -hmm. we have something called the Moxie that helps with that. And Mm. it has four modalities. But Morpheus, what it does is it puts energy into the skin, heat. Mm. Okay, it's mainly heat. And it tightens and it makes your body go, oh, my gosh, I have to stimulate collagen. Mm -hmm. I have to tighten. And then the Moxie is so awesome. It helps with redness, dark spots. It helps with more texture because it's it's lightly ablative. Mm -hmm. And then it also helps with lifting as well. So those are the two that I'm going to do this winter. Okay. Because a lot of people ask me, well, should I do a chemical peel or should I do laser? Right. Because downtime's typically the same, right? Yeah. If you have a choice and you have the income to do a laser, I would pick laser every time. And Mm. I'll tell you why. Is because the heat part helps with the tightening of the skin. Okay. Where chemical peel doesn't help as much with the tightening of the skin. So you kind of get double. You almost get like a great tightening facelift effect right. to mm-hmm. a laser where Hippie. a regular peel is going to give you gorgeous skin texture. Just resurfacing. And, and mm-hmm. color, like evening of color. Yeah. But it's not going to tighten as much. Okay. So when we're talking about this, I always talk about different types of aging. Like I'm going to be the face melt girl as well because mm-hmm. I have oilier skin. I'm not going to probably have a lot of wrinkles Mm-mm. and Botox is my bestie. Yep. But I can see it mm-hmm. like already happening. It's like yeah. falling. I know. You know? And, it's uh, so, because I'm really good about taking care of my skin. Yeah. More because I have to. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of the practical girl. Like, I, I'm i like a mountain girl. Like, I, I literally grew up really rustic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, believe it or not, I'm not that vain at all. Yeah. Um, but with skin, I've just had to take care of myself. Yeah. But the one thing that's a bummer is, yeah, I'm losing elasticity mm-hmm. at this age. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that a lot of people are doing, like the threads. We do it yeah. at the clinic. I just personally can't. I, I can't. Yeah, me I don't either. Know. My I, stomach just turned, flip-flipped. I, I literally <laughs> did one and I'm like, nope, not for me. But I have to be honest, there's a lot of really 
older women. I can't say who, but that, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And it looks good. Okay. <laughs> you've, yeah. seen, you've seen good results in person. Insane. Okay. And, and they haven't done facelifts. And you're like, how are they at that age and they look that young? Mm. It's the threads. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I want to get my under here, my neck snatched. I feel like this This is the, the next frontier in beauty. Me too. The, yeah, the, the lower third. Yeah. Neck, Give me a pill. Snatch. Make something happen. <laughs> but can <laughs> I say something to everyone right here? Yes. yes. Okay, we just went through a pandemic. Yeah. And we're still here. That's right. Mm -hmm. And I have had, so I just want everyone listening to, like, we are hopefully all going to make it to 80. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be 80. And you know what? Things aren't going to look the same, but you just have to celebrate what we have. Like we're breathing. We're mm-hmm. like, we have to be really happy and accepting of age and what we look like. And, you know, it's hard being in this business and like, you know, it's just hard, right? Because you're compared to so many things and you look and you go, God, how do they look like this? And mm-hmm. a lot of times they have filters on. And Oh, yeah. But, oh, the the f- Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, 50th birthday, golden body. No, I didn't no, see it. No, she posted it. She was like, Instagram. This is, she's like, this is 50. And I was like, but and is the, it? And then the quote is like, <laughs> I've accepted all my sagging and drooping and whatever. And you're just like, you look like the gold Oscar sculpture. I don't, I don't like, can't what relate. What are you talking about? Not yeah. relatable. Just, but I'm you just know. saying like, yeah. just freaking love yourself. Kate, you Mm -hmm. know, you've been in the beauty biz for a while now. What skincare advice should we run away from? Mm. Okay, skin thing you should run away from, microdermabrasion. Like, Really? Yeah. I haven't heard that. Like anything sucking, like if if there's a suction to the machine, Mm -hmm. like run. And I'll tell you why. Because we're constantly fixing people with broken capillaries, pigmentation, because the sucking is pulling Mm. the capillaries Mm -hmm. and it's putting pressure on our our capillary system Mm -hmm. and it breaks them. Okay. So if you're a big microdermabrasion Mm -hmm. person, like run. Okay. That's all great advice. I just, I do want to ask you one thing. Is there something you, that our audience needs to know about Foster Nation, right? Yes. Is there something coming up or anything that you want to tell people about for 2023? I mean, first off, foster kids, there's so many foster kids. I, I don't know the number in LA, but it's astonishing. Okay. And these are kids that that it's not their fault, right? They either their parents became addicts or their parents passed away. And now they have no parents. Like at 18, they're given a bag in their foster home and they get they're given shelter numbers and they are on their own. There's no financial help. So if you want to mentor, please go to Foster Nation or any other foster care you know, charity in your area and mentor these kids. So that's what I would say. Just get involved, yeah. right? Just give them the love because mm-hmm. they, they've they had a really tough go of it. Yeah. 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 I just love that you're championing this cause and you just, you really do not hear about it, certainly in the beauty industry. So mm-hmm. really commend everything that you're doing. So thank you so much, Kate. Yeah. Thank you for thank sharing you. your story mm-hmm. with us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for being on the show. 
Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.